Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Alopecia Project. This is the podcast that explores the world of alopecia through conversations about the ups, the downs, and the everydays of living with hair loss. My name is Sarah McMichael, and this is Sarah Adams. Hello. And we are so excited to be here today to kick off season three of The Alopecia Project. (laughs) So exciting that we've made it to season three. Woo! So this is also our first episode of the Alopecia Project that we are oddly recording in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a bit of a less of a woo, but I mean, it's great that we are still able to connect and do this podcast, even though we haven't seen each other in like a year. Yeah, you're right. I feel like podcasting is a really good medium uh, to kind of keep in touch with the world while we are in the midst of a global pandemic. Totally. And then also as a person um, with alopecia, you know, I feel like so many of us rely on these types of support resources to help us feel like we're not as alone when we're going through our alopecia. And obviously, we're going through a very isolating time. So I think it's really important that we're back today to represent people with alopecia and give people with alopecia the opportunity to, you know, check in and and uh, hear from some people who are going through similar experiences as them during this very, very challenging time. Absolutely. I'm super glad we're back and I think it's at a really, really good time. So to start, why don't we just check in with each other? So Sarah, you start. Um, how, how are you doing? Tell me. Tell me everything. Oh, it's been, uh, it's been what, probably uh, we, we last recorded in November, so it's been like quite a few months, almost a year. Um, it's, it's been good. I mean, yes, we're in a pandemic. I'm being affected by COVID as, as many others are. Uh, I have to say I've actually had probably a better year than others. I started off the year uh, by getting engaged Woo-hoo! in January. Yeah, and that was really, really nice. And then we were getting ready to start planning our wedding and then COVID hit and that kind of got uh, blocked and we have now paused on wedding planning. But the other kind of really nice thing that has happened is I bought a house. Oh my gosh, so many exciting times. So cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about all of that. Obviously, in the midst of, of a quarantine, uh, been doing that work from home life for uh, since March now, and it's been quite quite some time uh, getting used to it. Uh, finally, think I have a routine. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's definitely been a weird year. How about you? How have you been? Oh man, I feel like if I'm not careful, the podcast will become into like a bride podcast because um, I don't know if people remember from our last episode, but I am also getting married. And I'm in a little bit of a different um, stage as Sarah because I am getting married this year. So we're recording from Canada. And um, obviously, we've also been immersed in this global pandemic. But um, things have been a little bit more manageable for us here, perhaps than other countries who shall not be named. Um, So I am actually able to have my wedding still this year. So I'm getting married this October. So I kind of you know, paused on planning my wedding for months because I like didn't really know how this all was going to go. And I didn't want to, you know, plan and then have to cancel. And it also felt, you know, so like superficial to be worrying about my wedding during this time when, you know, things were so stressful and, and so many people were sick. And I just, you know, didn't really feel like I was in the right headspace to do that. 
Um, but now I am and um, I am planning my wedding and it's happening. So that's been such a whirlwind. You know, wedding planning during a global pandemic is not something I thought I would ever be doing. Um, but I am and it's happening. So wedding planning is stressful enough. Like in the middle of a pandemic has to be even more stressful. But but I'm very excited for you and I'm happy for you and Will that you are able to continue. Totally. Thank you so much. Yes, it's I'm I'm very happy too. And obviously I've got this like amazing, super exciting, positive thing to look forward to in the next couple months to kind of bring me out of this funk that we've all been in because of COVID-19. So that's really exciting. Um, and then otherwise, I'm kind of the same as you, Sarah. I've been working from home as well. Um, I feel super grateful and lucky that I have an amazing job that I am totally able to do from home. And that hasn't been, um, you know, my my career hasn't really been too inhibited by COVID-19. That has been super comforting and reassuring, um, as at least to like know that I can still work and still, um, you know, do my thing from home. So that's good, at least. It's uh, important, I think, to find the positives <laughs> during this time. Yeah, I think it's great. I think both of us have been very, very lucky over the last several months. Um, you, like you said, both of our jobs have been uh, relatively, um, you know, stable and and everything, and we're able to do that work from home, and uh, you know, not not be at risk of of losing our jobs or anything. So I am also very grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think like obviously COVID-19 has had a huge impact on our lives and everyone else's lives, but I think we're both super, super lucky that we've made it out of it so far, you know, fairly safe. And here in Canada, I've been really impressed with the way that um, it has been handled. And at least, you know, within my circle, I think people take it really seriously, you know, practicing physical distancing and just being really cautious when you go out places. So I'm, I'm feeling, you know, fairly positive about the way it's been handled, at least in, in my life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say the same thing. I think I'm a little bit different from, from you. I'm more downtown Toronto than you are. You're a, a couple hours out. Um, it's still, it, it is, it is still very prevalent here. Um, but you know, we're all wearing masks, we're social distancing, we're in our bubbles. And I think that has really uh, made quite the quite an impact. I think it's great, uh, the guidance that we've been getting from medical professionals all over the country. Um, and I think, you know, we're in a really good place now. I'm, I'm happy to, to, you know, be safe at this point in time as well. So, I mean, I think that's a really good segue talking about health. How have you been alopecia wise? It's been uh, quite a, a stressful past few months, I'm sure for you with, with COVID and with wedding planning. How have you found, um, if anything, if your alopecia is being impacted? Yeah, I think it certainly has been impacted. I mean, this is such a massive, major, stressful time where like everything, um, you know, everything has been totally upended. And and I knew, no, at least for me, like the way that I'm able to like cope with stressors in my life and the way that I sort of keep myself balanced and level, um, all the things I do, I can't do right now. So, you know, I haven't been able to um, go to the gym. I play sports. All my sports leagues were canceled. You know, not able to spend time with my friends. It's just 
been really challenging having all those those routines of wellness that I've relied on so much um, just be taken away from me. So um, I started losing some hair actually pre-COVID. Um, so in, in sorry, in December, in December, I started noticing um, some light hair loss, nothing like too severe. But I have had um, steady hair loss since then. And then I think it was around February or March where my hair loss kind of like kicked it into a slightly bigger gear. And I've just kind of had steady um, appearances of like bald spots around my head since then, um, especially along my hairline, which is like always a problem (laughs) spot for me. So I've just been doing my normal alopecia treatments, um, like getting injections and doing that what I've always kind of done um, up until about six weeks ago. And then um, obviously uh, my wedding has been like, it's been a bit stressful for me. Like I remember I went to my dermatologist um, earlier on in the pandemic. It actually might've been even before we were all like shut down, maybe February or March. And I was just expressing to them like, yeah, I'm losing my hair. Like it sucks. I want it to stop. Um, and they were like, yeah, well, we, we really want to help you. Like we want to see, we want you to be walking down the aisle in six months or whatever, um, with a full head of hair. And I remember I just like started totally crying in the office because obviously that's been like a, a fear for me, um, with my wedding coming up, you know, having to deal with losing my hair and not being able to like look the way I want to look on my wedding. How is that planning, not just planning the wedding and being stressed, but like, you know, worrying about hair loss when you're walking down the aisle or for pictures at your wedding? Yeah, well, it, it's it's stressful. It's totally scary. And the thing is, like, I don't know how other people with alopecia feel. Um, but for me, at times, like I rely on crutches that kind of help me like hide or blend in, you know, whether that's like, a hat or um, it's just like, you know, not being in front of people when I don't need to be. Um, right now, obviously, a really big crutch is the fact that all of my in-person meetings are happening via uh, video. So I can have a lot of control over the way I like appear on camera. I don't need to worry about like the way my bald spots look at the back or the way people can like see it. Um, so that's that's been challenging because I don't really get to have any of those crutches on my wedding day. And like, also I don't want to rely on crutches. I want to be like happy and positive and excited and not feel like I'm just like, you know, making the most of my appearance, but like feel like I look beautiful and I can like, you know, be excited about the way I look on my wedding day. So um, I have, I have been having um, hair loss. So I do have bald spots. Um, and, but luckily I do still have a lot of hair and my hair loss has been slow enough that I do feel like I'll be okay for my wedding. Um, I am getting hair extensions, so I'm going to get some like human hair extensions to help, uh, kind of thicken up my hair and bring it to a point where I can like have it in kind of a low, um, updo and it'll look like I have a lot of hair, even though I don't. Um, and then another thing I use a lot is I do use some like bald spot, um, like makeup cover up. The one I use is called Topic. It's like T-O-P-P-I-K. Um, and it's basically just like brown eyeshadow that is in like a shaker cans or, or like a little, yeah, like a little shaker thing. So I use that to cover my bald spots. Um, often when I go out, it just kind of like makes your hair look a little bit thicker. So I'll also be using that on my wedding day. 
Um, and I'm just hopeful that like the combination of that um, makeup and the hair extensions will make me feel like comfortable and confident. Um, but I also feel like I do just need to get to a point where I'm like, I'm just good and I'm just confident um, and just, you know, don't care about my LP shot on my wedding day because I don't want that to be like the thing I'm thinking about. Um, but obviously it's just it's just challenging because I was doing so well for so long. Like my alopecia hadn't really been bad like for all of last year. My hair was actually mostly growing in. And then just like the combination of all of the stress and anxiety um, I felt. And, you know, I'm sure everyone else has felt this way as well during this pandemic has kind of taken me to um, a point where my alopecia is triggered. So um, it's just hard. It's not really what I wanted to be dealing with going up to my wedding. Um, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing my best to stay positive and have some perspective. Um, and just, you know, go forward with my wedding and focus on the things that are, that are more important. I am sure you will be absolutely beautiful on your wedding day. So I wouldn't worry too much about that, Sarah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I, there's one other thing I did want to bring up as well. Um, I had kind of a, a exciting development in my treatment for my alopecia about four weeks ago. So um, I've mentioned previously on the podcast many times how I uh, took – I was in a clinical trial for um, a, a JAK inhibitor, which is like a, auto, a type of uh, immune suppressant um, medication um, previously. And I had a lot of success in that clinical trial. And I actually um, recently was able to secure that drug. Um, it is covered by my benefits plan. So I am actually, for the past four weeks, I've started taking this medication that helped me a lot previously. Um, I'm not seeing any like miracle results yet, but I am really hopeful that um, that medication could potentially help me. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll be generating some really good hair growth. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I'm hopeful that it could help as well. Wow, that's exciting, though. That's really, really great to see that it's been covered and you can now use it on a more regular basis. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. Like I, I did use this drug before and I found it very successful for me. So hopefully it's successful again. And um, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, I, I, it's definitely a positive development for me. So Good. how about you, Sarah? How are you doing? Tell me about how your alopecia is right now. Yeah, it has been um, uh, quite the roller coaster over the last little while. Um, so like you, I had started to see some hair loss uh, towards the end of last year. Um, as people may, like as I have said, I had uh, a full head of hair um, probably a couple years back now, two years back, and then I started losing it. Um, I was undergoing uh, that DPCP treatment, which I still am, um, but I had lost quite a bit, um, you know, at the end of last year. In April, I had been like shaving my head kind of over, a, you know, every few weeks, just because for me, like, as it was regrowing, it got a little itchy and like, it was just uncomfortable. So I kind of was, was kind of shaving my head, but also letting the, the regrow happen. Um, and then in May, I actually shaved my head and my hair never grew back. So that was definitely a really, really uh, tough, hard uh, thing to happen. Um, 
I had been like shaving my head and then within a few days, everything kind of grew back that had been there, um, obviously with all the bald spots, but like I was still seeing growth and then not to have anything grow back for days and then weeks and then weeks turned into months. It was, it was definitely a really, really hard, um, loss to go through. And, and anybody with alopecia knows that, you know, with regrowth comes hope and, you know, you are hopeful, you are, you are excited. And then when it, it happens again and you lose it it's that loss all over again so that was really really tough for me there was like a point when I was in the shower after you know it 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 hadn't grown back in a long time I just like started crying and I was crying for like a very long time but you know it's it's I'm, I'm starting to come to terms with that a little bit more the other kind of interesting thing i've noticed is is it has impacted like my body hair a little bit more um as well so i'm just noticing like less body hair on my legs on my on my arms um so that's kind of an interesting development um that that i've experienced over the last little while uh, definitely, definitely something that like I'm, I'm still working through. Uh, there are good days, there are bad days, there are days that like I just can't stop thinking about it, um, and you know, really missing the regrowth in the hair that I had before because I find it is such a roller coaster, right? You're, you're really happy because you're hopeful and, and there's regrowth, and then it falls and it's, it's pretty devastating. That's kind of been where. I'm at in the last several months. Um, you know, actually, as we speak in the last, I don't know, week or so, I'm starting to notice a little bit of stubble. So that's a positive sign. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of this is very stress related for me. Um, it has been a stressful time uh, beyond kind of the, the happy moments of getting engaged, where, you know, that's it's a wonderful moment. And even buying a house, like, it's great. It's also stressful. And and for me, a, a lot of it is just being at home and being in isolation. I'm somebody who really does get a lot of energy from other people. And so the isolation of, of being in a pandemic and being in kind of this quarantine state um, is being is it has been quite hard. Uh, I live with uh, my fiance now. So I live like, you know, it's the two of us. But any couple in a relationship at this point in time in their lives, I know it's it's not the easiest thing. So much time together. So much time together. You know, it's great. It's also, eh, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, yeah, and I think like, it's it's been really important for me to do drive-by visits with my parents, with my family, with um, a couple of friends I'm seeing here and there. So, you know, we're, we're obviously wearing masks, we're being safe, we're social distancing. So I think that that, you know, opening up a little bit has helped me and, and helped me feel mentally better because it's hard being, you know, locked up and, and, and kind of being afraid all the time of this pandemic. So I'm glad that things are starting to slowly open up safely. And, and I'm glad that, you know, I'm able to, to FaceTime and I'm able to, to chat with people over the phone. I think I've probably had more phone conversations over the last several months than I have in the last few years. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, totally. And like video calls. I don't even remember the last time I video called someone, but obviously in the past few months, like so many video calls. Yeah, it's and, and that kind of connection is really nice. You get to have that uh, one-on-one when you are distant. So I'm really grateful for those moments. Um, but yes, alopecia-wise, it has been a very, very challenging uh, last few months. But we're getting there and I'm working through it, taking it kind of day by day at this point. Um, excited that I'm starting to see a little bit of, of stubble. So that's good. Yeah, the other p- part was I bought my first like synthetic wig online. That was really cool. It was an interesting process. I bought it from UniWigs. It was more like, you know, just kind of wanted to to do something fun. Uh, It was around like 120 ish dollars Canadian. And um, just want to try something different. And I got this wig that has like blonde at the bottom, but it's dark at the top. So it's sort of ombre. And I love it. I love that that hairstyle. Unfortunately, I bought a wig that the the cap was a little bit too big so I don't know like I can wear it a little bit but I probably can't wear it for too long and then I don't know if anybody else finds this with the synthetic wigs but it just it's heavy and it's it's quite um uh it's just like hard to have on your head for a long period of time especially now like it's quite hot in the summer and it has been hot in the last little while so I don't know how long like I can wear this for but I think I'm gonna go and grab um from my regular uh salon I'm gonna go get a um like a nicer more day-to-day wig that I can wear that looks pretty similar but it was fun to buy it for sure yeah, it's 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 definitely really fun shopping for the wig. I remember when my hair loss was like starting um, to get like pretty bad in like February, March. One of the things I did to kind of make myself feel better was I just like shopped online for wigs like every night for like a week. I was like, I'm just going to find so many that I like so that then if I do have to get one, I can like feel more positive about the, the choice. Yeah, it's a really fun kind of escape and it's a fun way to – have fun when you're when you are going through this alopecia and hair loss like for me it was okay well what I'm losing my hair but what can I do instead and for me it was it was charging that like negative energy and turning that into something more positive and getting something for myself that I thought would be just a fun thing to do totally it is it is the one of the more fun sides I guess maybe the only fun side of having alopecia is picking out wigs for sure well, I just want to say, Sarah, I'm I'm just really sorry that you went through that. And I know it's so stressful and like you don't really know what it feels like until you've been through it. Just that feeling of like not having any control and um and just I think your story kind of really resonates the like unpredictable nature of alopecia. Like I think we all want to be able to like understand our alopecia and like understand what triggers it and understand when it's going to be, you know, flared up and then when it's going to stop. And I think like at the end of the day, it's just so, it's such an unpredictable disease and we all just kind of have to, you know, deal with the ebbs and flows and the rises and falls through the years as they're going to happen. Um, and I'm just really sorry, you know, you're at a point right now where it's it's not so good. And I just want to know that I'm here for you and everyone else is here for you, all of our listeners. And we know, you know, what you're going through. 
Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I think I think for me, even like coming back and doing this podcast is is something that makes me feel better. And it's nice to be able to talk about it. I think I've said this so many times, but just being able to share your story makes a really big difference and and knowing that you're not alone as well. Yeah, no, totally. And I think the other thing you kind of um, reminded me of is you kind of touched on the effect, like the fact that um, just the effect this like pandemic has had on us. Like I know when my alopecia got bad, like of course the first thing everyone wants to say is like, well, are you stressed? Like, are you stressed? Well, maybe you should just be less stressed and that will make you stop losing your hair. And it's like, we may not like feel super stressed day to day and we may feel like we're okay. But at the end of the day, when we're all going through this like huge routine change that is so out of our all like out of our control there's obviously there's going to be effects on on our lives and for someone with alopecia where for all of us you know sometimes our stress and anxiety manifest itself in alopecia it's very understandable that maybe for a lot of us this has led to flare-ups so um i mean obviously it's the case for the two of us but i wonder if this is something too that maybe other people with alopecia have noticed as well for sure. And I'd love to kind of hear from from our listeners, for sure, if this is something that how quarantine has been with your alopecia and if you are noticing any differences. I mean, to, to kind of jump off your earlier point about the unpredictability, it really is like, you know, I can be the happiest person and sometimes like I'm not stressed all the time, even when my hair loss again started back um, late last year, like I wasn't stressed at that point in time. It was, it just happened. Right. And so, yeah, I think there are definitely impacts that, that your mental health and just you in general, like there are, are things that you can account for, but then there's a lot of things that you can't account for. And I think your point about it being unpredictable and what I was saying about it being a roller coaster is so real to so many people is they you know you want to say that you can control something by being less stressed and doing yoga or meditating or whatever it might be but at the end of the day like that might not be the case right so totally yeah you never know and and I, I mean not to not to say you shouldn't try to relieve some of that stress productively. I think that's great for those who do participate in yoga in, in meditation. I've started taking up yoga more frequently. I do now start my day off. I have like a 20 minute yoga session every morning. And I think, you know, not necessarily, it's not really doing anything for my alopecia. I didn't expect it to, but it has been making me feel better. And it makes me feel healthier. It makes me feel more ready for the day. And it, I'm just happier with myself. I know it's so funny. Like you would think with all of us being home, we would all like have so much time for self-care and be like investing all our time into, you know, taking care of ourselves. But just something about going through this, I feel like we've all felt like so stressed and paralyzed and um, you know, like we're not, I'm not feeling enthusiastic really about many things in my life. So I don't feel that enthusiastic about, you know, doing the things that I should be doing to take care of our, myself. So I think that kind of reinforces like the importance of self-care during this time. And we've talked about self-care for people with alopecia like so many times. And when I say that, I just mean like doing things 
for yourself, um, you know, taking care of yourself the way that you might take care of a loved one. Um, and I think that's just something that we all need to try to prioritize right now, especially, you know, during this trying time. Yeah, to that point, I think for me, one of the harder parts of being home and just doing like this work from home thing is it's harder to have like a work-life balance, I find. I'm either on my laptop later because um, I have a, like more meetings now because usually people would just come up to me in the office. Uh, what I've what I've actually decided to do is just book time for myself, similar to how I would book a meeting at work. I'm booking time for myself to make sure that I'm giving myself that self care time every single day. I love that idea. That is such a good idea. Everyone should do that. Listen to Sarah. <laughs> No, I think I think it's so important. Like we're so, you know, we we make time for other things in our lives. We make time for work. We make time for cooking. We make time for the gym. We make time for other people. So why don't we make time for ourselves as much? So I think that's something that like I've really learned um, since March and since since this pandemic is is you need to take care of yourself and you need to allow yourself to have uh, the moments that you deserve. Totally, I I love that. Um, my version of that has been like, I was, you know, a couple months into quarantine and I just realized that um, without commuting, because I used to drive about an hour and a half a day to get to work, I thought about it. I was like, I have an hour and a half of extra time in my day. And like, what am I doing with that? Like nothing really, right? I, I wasn't really using that time in any productive way at all. So I kind of like flipped the switch. And then once the weather went nice, I just decided I was going to like prioritize um, spending time outside because that's something that really gives me peace. So I've been, um, you know, running a lot, which is something I hate doing, but I've been, you know, making myself do it. And I just find that like that that morning run really helps me sort of feel a bit more peaceful and centered for the rest of the day. And then it also really gives me like a positive feeling of like being accomplished and that helps me sort of like cope through the day and then also um, just feel like, yeah, feel less stressed and feel like more productive during my work day. So I've been using my extra 45 minutes in the morning that I have now that I am not driving 45 minutes to, um, yeah, to, to go for runs. Nice. That's really great. That's great to hear. I think, like I said, it's so important to just have that time for yourself and wherever you find that time. Could be in the morning, could be in the evening, could be in the middle of the day if you just need to go take a walk. Um, but make sure you're doing it. Totally. And I think that is an excellent spot for us to leave off this episode. Um, so I think both of us, I think we can safely say we are just sending love out to everyone who is alopecia right now. And just want to remind you that we're in a really challenging time and to just um, take care of yourself and, um, you know, be easy on yourself. And uh, we're all in this together. We want to hear from you. What has life been like during this pandemic? And how has your alopecia been affected? Get in touch with The Alopecia Project on Facebook and Instagram or send us an email at thealopeciapodcast at gmail.com.